The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello. Today, I want to answer a question that was asked in my Speaking with Confidence Facebook group. And yes, that is where you can ask me all sorts of questions and I will either answer it in, answer it in the group or I'll answer it like I'm doing here in a video and in a podcast episode. So it's a fantastic way to get your speaking questions answered. And this particular question comes from Belinda Weaver. Now, Belinda runs a business called Copyright Matters. Belinda is a copy coach. She works with copywriters to build a business that they love. So if you want to learn more about Belinda, you want to check her out and I'll post the link to her details in the show notes or below this video. But Belinda's question was such a ripper that I had to record this video for her rather than try to type out my response. Her question is this. I have a question for you, Kat. How do you find stages to be on? Is it a matter of recording conferences as you see them come up? Belinda says, I'd love to start seating myself as a speaker, but I tend to miss pitch dates or I don't even know about the conferences. As I said, it's a ripper question. Now, the first thing I want to say, if you're watching or listening to this thinking, what do you mean? How do you find stages to speak on? I mean, I'm just stressed out enough having to speak in my own meetings or pitch to my own managers. Understand that Belinda's asking from a different place on her speaker's journey to perhaps where you're at. And if you're in the Impactful Presenters program, you'll know that I talk about a speaker's journey, which goes all the way from knowledgeable but nervous all the way through to making magic. And I'm guessing, based on Belinda's question, she's coming from that place of, you know, she's confident, she's ready to hit the stage and ready to make some magic for her business. I should also note that I'm quite confident Belinda still gets nervous when she thinks about such things, but she's ready to take that next level or that next step. So to answer the question, what do you do? How do you find stages to speak on? I so feel your pain, Belinda, when it comes to missing the conferences that you would have loved to have spoken at. So my first tip is every time you see one of those conferences that you would have loved to have spoken at or that would have been perfect for what you have to say and would have been perfect because it has your ideal audience, note it down in a spreadsheet. Note down the conference Note who is organising it and see if you can find out whether it's being organised by the host organisation themselves or whether they've got a professional conference organiser running it. Note the date. And as the event happens, watch really closely for their announcement of next year's dates because nine times out of ten, most of those conferences will announce next year's dates at the end 
of the conference that they're currently running. So track all of that information in a spreadsheet because it'll do a couple of things. One, it'll get you present to all of the different opportunities. Two, it'll start having you plan, oh, okay, well, there's all of these conferences at this time of the year. What can I be doing six months out to increase my visibility for those organisers? Three, you'll get to see some really good conferences that perhaps you could be attending. And four, you'll start to see some of the patterns in the professional conference organisers that maybe you need to build a relationship with. Now, I'm going to talk more about professional conference organisers at the end, so stay with me. So that's the first thing. As you see an event that you think you would have loved to have spoken at, but you missed it, pop it into a spreadsheet and fill out all of your details. As you see events that are coming up that you would like to speak at, again, track these in your spreadsheet because you want to start building a decent database of all of the of all of the conferences and all of the events that you want to speak at. But reach out to them. If the event hasn't happened yet, even if it's only a month out, reach out to them and say, do you have any spots available? This is what I'd like to speak about. This is why I think I might be a good fit for your audience. Now, remember, they want to put on a really good conference. They need to add value to them, to their audience. And particularly as the timeline starts to narrow, they're not going to want to take any risks. They're going to want to know that you can deliver something for them. So engage in a bit of a conversation. And if there is something there, then provide some social proof. Provide a reference point that you can speak, that you do have a public speaking persona or you're perfectly, perfectly adept, which Belinda is, at running online um, speeches and presentations. So point to some of your existing material and provide some testimonials because, you know, if somebody else says it about you, then it's far more credible than if you've said it about yourself, right? When you reach out to these upcoming um, events, there's a few things to be aware of. One, they're already busy. Two, they get hit up by speaking pitches on a daily basis. You need to figure out and you need to focus on what's in it for them to respond to you, not just pitch yourself. Make sure you understand the nuance of their conference. Don't just do what I see so many people do and just hit them up with, their, with your top 10 keynote presentations. Instead, go in with something along the lines of, this is how I think I can add value to your audience, noting what the event is all about. This is where I think I could fit, noting that you've done a little bit of research and, you know, inviting a phone call, inviting a follow-up. The other thing you can do, particularly as an event gets closer to the time to the hosting date, is offer to be a panellist or a moderator. Now, this is an interesting one. One, being a panellist often presents itself to the event organiser as a much lower risk than putting you up there as a keynote or putting you up there as a main speaker, particularly if they haven't seen you. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. From, a, from an event organiser's perspective, and I've done plenty of these, if I know that I've got somebody who's a really good content expert but I haven't seen them speak, I'll put them in as a panellist because mushed in between three or four other speakers in the hands of a good moderator, they're not going to bore my audience. They're not going to have my audience 
fill out feedback forms that go, oh, my goodness, that was a terrible speaker. But it'll give me as the organiser the opportunity to see what you're made of. So that's a spectacular way to get yourself in and speaking at an event. The other thing it does is it gets you photos. It gets you photos and social proof that you can both use in your own social media, which adds heaps of credibility when you're actually pitching for more speaking gigs, but it also gets you in front of an audience and then people go, oh, yeah, I saw this person. She was talking about how to build a a copywriting business that you really love. Let's get her at our next event. So it's one of those really nice, easy, low risk, but has massive benefit. Pitching yourself as a moderator is another fantastic one because moderators are actually few and far between. And oftentimes a conference organiser will have planned out the whole program and then they'll have a handful of panels that have got all of the right content expertise that they wanted, but they don't have enough moderators. So pitching yourself and just saying, hey, I'm really good at facilitating conversations. If you also need a moderator, I'd be really happy to help out. Again, it's another spectacular way to build relationships with your event organisers. So we're building a database. We're keeping an eye on the ones that we've missed out on and we're locking those in and then trying to track when they might be calling for speakers. We are reaching out to the events as we see them come up. What you also might want to do, Belinda, is identify what organisations what generally industry organisations would have your target audience and reach out to them, you know, whether it's the, I'm actually not sure, but I'm thinking about, you know, um, CopyCon or Content Marketing Conference. Reach out to them and just say, what's your speaker um application process how do you how do you choose how do you find your speakers just ask the questions nine times out of ten if you're not pitching yourself rather you're actually genuinely inquiring people will be happy to help the final thing i want to say on all of those you know building your database finding the events reaching out is build a relationship with them go to the events go to the events one of the things that can be really um discouraging for particularly small businesses that are putting on events is that the only time people reach out to them is when they're looking for a freebie and one of the ways that you get a freebie is by asking to speak so if you can show that you are genuinely interested in this market in this group you genuinely want to be part of this community rock up if you're not going to if you can't rock up to all of the conferences which of course you can't but you can help promote it you can help spread the word. You can talk about how the fact that you, you're watching all of the people live tweet from that event. Do what you can to amplify, augment, validate the conference. I guess earn the right to ask a favour. Add value before asking to speak on a stage. So that brings me to professional conference organisers and event organisers. Now, a lot of events will be run by themselves, as in, you know, the smaller chambers of commerce, um, your speakers associations, your rotary groups, all of those kind of things. They're all really good opportunities to speak at, can I just say. 
and they're generally going to organize their own events themselves. Bigger ones will either use a professional conference organizer or an event manager. Either way, you need to build a relationship with both sides and you need to understand what it is that they're looking for and what their criteria is for selecting a speaker. So for example, I know that something digital here in Australia, they have certain criteria about the kind of people who get to speak on stage and the speakers who get to speak on stage because they're financial partners in the event. So it's a really good idea to understand that first because you can save yourself a whole lot of time before you go pitching. And there will be some events that are well worth you partnering with as a financial partner so you can get a spot on stage. Others won't pay for their speakers. Now, in your case, if you're looking to fill your marketing funnel, that's probably perfectly fine. But again, it does give you an insight into what kind of speaker they're looking for, how polished or professional, and where they're going to be looking for people like you to say, yes, I'm really happy to speak so long as I can make an offer as distinct to we're only looking for people who we're going to pay. I mentioned before too that your conference organisers are going to be looking for low risk speakers as in they need to know that not only are you knowledgeable in your topic but oh my goodness that you can engage an audience. So have some evidence if it's one of your videos, um, if it's a testimonial, have those ready to go. And understand too that they're going to have some diversity targets in terms of their speakers. Many professionals who really know their stuff these days are aiming for diversity across a whole number of metrics, race, colour, gender, age. So keep that in mind when pitching. You don't need to call it out overtly. Just be aware that that's where your event organisers are coming from. So I think... I think that's all of the things that I had to say about how do you find stages to speak on. As I said, it's a big topic. There is no um, magic formula. There is none. I've in the past reached out to speakers agencies, unless you're actually trying to make your money out of speaking as distinct to filling your marketing funnel. I don't recommend it. Most of my speaking um, invitations have come from word of mouth. So making yourself known as an expert and as a good speaker in your field is probably the best thing to do. And how you do that is by continuing to do what you do on social media and particularly on your public profiles. Build relationships with the people who are hosting the events that you want to be part of and stay in touch. Don't just be the person who's asking for the favor to put them on a stage. Add value to them before you ask for that favor. I hope that answers the question for you, Belinda, and for everybody else watching or listening. I hope that's given you some great insights into how you find stages to speak on. If you're not already a member of the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group, you really want to do that because you can have questions just like Belinda's answered just like this. So head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. Alternatively, just head over to Facey and just search for Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. I think that's it for today. So here's to confidence and here's to impact. And I'll see you again soon.